This is the family like the ghost, and this is our continuing series of song deconstructions. We also talked to indie artists from around the world, and we had talked to Kendra Erica last week, and we're due to talk to Christina Passion um, this week. And this this particular episode, we're going to talk about a family like the ghost song, and one of the songs where Josephine Electric is not the lead singer. This is the song called Outplayed by the Man, <clears throat> which we put out back in uh, 2016. And we actually got on Ava Live Radio and we did an interview on it. And we had an interview in, in a magazine that they pushed us into. Uh, and that was pretty cool. But we're still really, you know, into this track. And like I said, it's one of the tracks where Josephine isn't the lead. The Phantom is actually the lead. And this is one of our... Um, I think it's one of our more funky tracks. It has a pretty good bass line. Uh, I think it's very accessible. But there's a lot of things actually going on in the song in terms of the content. I'm actually criticizing, um, you know, what's going on politically and saying that young folks are being outmaneuvered by, by um, you know, kind of more crafty politicians who have manipulated the system uh, to be... Um, stacked in the favor of, of, of their, what they want to do rather than what the youth wants to do. And so the whole concept of a, of the man going back to the 60s, you know, is that the power structure is outsmarting the young folks and the kids are playing checkers when they should be playing chess, which is something my father, who passed away from Alzheimer's, uh, used to talk about all the time. It's like you're playing checkers when you should be playing chess. So it kind of refers to your thinking is not actually strategic enough for the situation you're in. <clears throat> you have to understand where 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 you where you are. And so this this particular song is using something that we like to do, which is record uh, with hardware sense. And this particular track, we did we didn't use a digital audio workstation. We recorded directly from our sense, our Roland Juno GI. And we used an Arturia Beatstep Pro uh, sequencer. And the drum track is coming from a Roland JDXI with multiple drum machines in it. But the Beatstep Pro from Arturia provides the ability to chain the rhythms outside of the four-part pattern that's native to the JDXI. So what that does in English is lets you do a very um, a more complicated beat by chaining patterns together. So you could have a pattern that maybe has 16 steps, but you could chain maybe 8 to 16 patterns together and have that actually represent a song. And because the BeatStep Pro is right in front of me in the workflow, I can kick it off. Um, I can kick off different patterns. I can run things reverse. I can hold 
I can solo. I can do a lot of things that make the feel of a real drummer. In this song, we initially put, you know, the beat down, uh, and then we added the bass line, and then we added the phantom vocal. And it's 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 uh, probably you know one of the stronger songs in our catalog, and we've we've always used it to kind of push different efforts in terms of contests and different things because we feel it's one of the stronger fan ghost songs. And it just the, the, the whole idea is sometimes people are taken aback by the Josephine Electric voice that we have. <clears throat> and in the same way that, you know, Josephine Electric has allowed us to move in our presence on SoundCloud from 1,800 f- followers to 75,000 uh, listens, uh, there the still is a somewhat, you know, difficult when you play a show or you go somewhere and you're initially the ghost, having that female voice sometimes uh, can actually be detrimental to, the, to, to your success. However, we, we have felt very strong about Josephine Electric and we still have 95% of Family Electric Ghost songs are Josephine, you know, and then, you know, the Phantom and then Stephanie. So, like I said, we're this this whole band is a collection of made-up characters, which happens to be the Family Liquor Ghost is a is a band kind of like the Gorillas. It's an idea. It's a, it's a fictional band, and all the characters are me, and kind of like Damon Albarn created two D in in the Gorillas and has all these different characters. But sometimes they're voiced by different people. I voice all my characters using Roland Voicoder technology, in particular. For, for this album, uh, this record, we used the JDXI native Voicoder. Then later on, we did use the VTO3 um, from Roland, which is the vocal transformer. And now they've actually come out with a VTO4, which has the even more capability. And so we're looking at doing that. So cause going forward, we actually have a Josephine Electric anchor site. And we wanted to be in character and actually interview for other bands as Josephine. And so we try to do it with the VTO3, but we feel that the VT4 looks like it will work with social media platforms like Facebook and Anchor in a better way because it's got the pure USB audio. So we're gonna see if that works. We're gonna get that and try it in the next couple months or maybe starting in 2019. But this song again is, is a fan song, which in the catalog you can count on maybe two hands out of my 1,500 songs, how many songs the Phantom actually sings. We actually were thinking about putting an album together just has Phantom vocals, just to see the reaction. Um, and then, you know, sometimes when we play songs live, we do do uh, Phantom and Josephine side by side or on top of each other. We, we, we tend to, you know, try to have both vocals happening by doing, you know, vocal transformer, allows you to change a pitch kind of at will. And so a lot of the things we do uh, ends up, you know, having the Phantom be there more than what you probably hear on on our social media. But we're very happy that, um, that Steph, you know, Stephanie and Josephine have been received pretty well uh, on a lot, of, a lot of cases. But this particular song uh, had kind of a Dylan-esque feel and we felt that we kind of needed the Phantom's voice for it and that we're taking on a, a, a kind of a political issue uh, in terms of the, the thing I was talking about with the man and, and the play, playing chess or playing checkers. 
And so uh, sometimes Josephine is more uh, singing about social issues uh, that have to deal with, you know, like sex and romance and, you know, uh, desolation and, you know, depression and all kinds of issues like that. And the fam tends to take on the um, social macrocosm issues of politics. And so we, we leave the phantom to do that. So, yeah, we're really happy about the reception we've had to the ghost overall. We've got over 1,300 listens on Anchor. We're, we're, we're steadily getting really good um, people to interview. People are, are in a pretty high tier with Christina Passion and um, Kendra Black and Kendra Erica. So we're, we're moving forward with a lot of cool projects. We're talking about collaborating with um, uh, Stefan Kidd, who is a local New Hampshire musician. We're hoping to do a pretty cool electronic EDM collaboration with him. And we're looking forward, as I said, you know, pot- potentially what we're going to be able to introduce on that collaboration is the Teenage Engineering OPZ, which we have on order. And we're going to do a whole product uh, review on that. And maybe we'll talk about, you know, how we actually intend to incorporate that into our workflow. There's a little micro workstation that has a very unique uh, way of creating music. And we think that it would be really cool for the hip hop and EDM genres to have this tool. And then uh, the other thing we want to go forward on uh, in terms of performance is the Roland Axe Edge, which gives the, uh, brings the keytar back to the, to the keyboardist. And I think I talked about this a bunch of times, but if you're a keyboardist and you're behind the stack uh, of keyboards and there's famous people like Keith Emerson that were able to, you know, really shine in front of that stack of keyboards. Um, But the keytar allows you to connect with your audience like a guitarist. And we feel that the new uh, Roland Axe Edge has, you know, a lot of capability. You know, some people complaining it's plastic, but if you're going to wear something on stage for two hours, you don't want it to be some heavy metal uh, piece of equipment because, you know, as you get older, uh, you, you tend to hurt your back. And so having something that's a little lighter weight is not a bad idea. Um, and this machine has a lot of capability compared to the old Axe. It has an awesome sound engine. They can be actually manipulated by Bluetooth on your phone, on your iPhone. You can get into the sound engine and manipulate the LFOs, the low-frequency oscillators. You can uh, actually have a four-part complicated pad that takes multiple um, tones and puts them on top of each other with all kinds of envelope and uh, LFO and oscillator manipulation, allowing you to make very fat sounds. And it's analog behavioral modeling, which if anybody knows what that is, like uh, Roland has reproduced the sound of the Jupiter 8 and the 106 and um, a lot of their classic synths from back in the day through this technology. And it um, it appears on the System 8 and it's also in this machine. And so it allows you to have very powerful analog sounds with a digital structure. Uh, it allows you to save the patch, allows you to work on it. And it's, you know, it's probably not at the level of a Moog 1 or the level of a Prophet 6, or, or you know, an Overheim, but it's going to sound pretty good for, you know, most people's ears, and it depends on how you play it. You can take a Casio and play it to a degree 
that would make somebody not care it's a Casio. So it kind of all goes back to playing the instrument. You can see Jack White, he plays like $100, $50 guitars in front of thousands of people, and he kicks ass pretty much. So it really doesn't have to be uh, a Cadillac instrument to actually do the job. It's the it's the musician behind the instrument that kind of do the job. And that, that kind of goes toward the last bit that we'll talk about today is, you know, musicians... I think are have a lot of tools, and for a lot of years, um, there's there's a move to have people who aren't musicians become musicians, and by default, you know, once you start really getting into music, you you know, you're working on that DAW, and you do a lot of work, and you build an album, you build a song, you get hit, you you have become a musician. However, there are still keyboardists, uh, bassists, guitar players, classical musicians, jazz musicians, that actually play the instruments and. There's always going to be a place for those people. And in the electronic music area, you know, there's been the resurgence of, of the classic companies of uh, Sequential Circuits actually has their name back from Yamaha. Um, you know, Moog is running super strong uh, with, you know, all the things they've done and, you know, from bringing back the Model D Mini Moog to bringing the Moog 1 polyphonic synthesizer, which is the actual... Um, realization of what the memory moog and the poly moog were everybody knows what those are it was a really big issue big big it's a big big deal moog for moog to actually get back in the polyphonic business we haven't seen something like that since the poly moog and the poly moog was used by friends it was used by newman on cars it was used by craft work it's a classic machine the memory moog never got realized at the level of a of a of a of a jupiter 8 or, or Juno 106, but for for the bands that did use it, it is phenomenal. And to have Moog back in that area, making a full polyphonic synth, which if you don't know what poly, polyphonic is, a Moog naturally is monophonic, which means you can only play one note at a time, which some people might not realize. Um, and Stevie Wonder used to play one note at a time and build chords. Keith Emerson used to build one note at a time and build chords. And it was painstaking process. You know, the Prophet 5 kind of changed all that. You know, the, the the Jupiter 8 changed all that when you could actually do two-handed chords and have a full polyphony. And the sounds of those instruments are kind of representative of the new wave. And so that, you know, there's a resurgence in electronic music that goes back to the new wave. And these instruments are critical because if you're a songwriter, you know, playing on a soft synth or creating something in a DAW is cool, but what really creates a song is similar to what a guitar player does. It's the choice of chords that you do when you write a song on an acoustic guitar. It's the choice of chords when you write on a piano. A polyphonic synth gives you the ability to write like you're writing on a Steinway. Or you're writing on a nice Yamaha piano. Or Rhodes Electric. You can do full chords and all the voicings of complicated chord arrangements that really build the character of a song. And in my opinion, you know, having a polyphonic synth is, is, is a really awesome um, capability for a songwriter. Uh, I know that you can get around those things. You know, there's machines like the OPZ I just talked about and OP1 and DAWs that allow people to do uh, recording at that level. So that's, that's, that's kind of what 
where we are um, today, that, that we've got these companies back to life and a lot of cool music being done because of that. Uh, as always, we're fan-supported, so you can uh, subscribe to our podcast to kind of help us keep on interviewing folks and talking about music overall. And uh, we hope you have a good night, and we're going to put this out there, and if you want to send us a little voice memo and talk about what you're interested in and what bands you'd like us to interview or bands that would want to get interviewed, you can contact me. My favorite thing, Phantom Electric Ghost, it makes it easier to connect, connect and send a voice memo. Thank you.